Earlier this month, the Department for Work and Pensions published its long-awaited feasibility report and consultation on how the industry can create online dashboards. What does the pensions industry make of the study and how much progress is needed in terms of dashboard delivery, governance and data? I'm Sophia Imerson, Associate Editor at Pensions Expert, and with me to discuss pensions dashboards are Girish Menezes, Board Director at the Pensions Administration Standards Association, and Anthony Rafferty, Managing Director of fintech company Origo. Anthony, the current consensus is that the government's recent dashboard announcement and feasibility study is a welcome step towards making the dashboard a reality. So what did you make of the consultation? Well, I was absolutely delighted um, that the, the feasibility study is now out. Um, you know, we've waited a long time, but I think it's been really worth it. A very comprehensive study mm-hmm. covers a, a number of, of themes, which all had to be sorted out. So I, I can actually understand why it took so long. Um, and I think that the recommendations the DWP has made are the right ones. And finally, we can now turn to implementation. So I'm, I'm thrilled. It's out. And Girish, what are your thoughts on the consultation? Well, Sophia, uh, PASA has been a big proponent and supporter of virtual consolidation right from the beginning. So we are delighted as well uh, with the consultation coming out. And uh, we're a big supporter uh, Of course, the devil is in the detail where pension administration is concerned. So we are looking forward to uh, answering the consultation. The government confirmed that state pension data will be included. It's also committed to legislate when necessary, for example, to compel pension schemes to provide data to consumers via dashboards. So how will compulsion benefit savers and, and boost consumer confidence? The key idea behind the dashboard is to ensure member engagement. And one of the thoughts behind the consultation paper and the dashboard is for members to have a proper 360-degree view of their pension arrangements, you need fairly high uh, engagement from the entire industry, uh, which is the reason uh, behind the compulsion. Uh, As a result, uh, PASA is a big believer in compulsion, Uh, However, again, the key will be what is the compulsion for? Mm -hmm. Because finally, whatever is required needs to be seamless, needs to be easy, needs to be cost effective. Uh, So as long as the dashboard can meet those three requirements, we're very keen on that compulsion. And Anthony, how important would you say is governance in terms of delivery and and how the dashboards are overseen? Yeah, governance is very important. We we recently met with 20 of the the biggest 25 pension schemes in the UK, covered all all sectors. And there were four things that they were looking for. Um, Governance was probably the most important thing, an independent governance. They would oversee uh, the delivery of the dashboard, not actually do the delivery, but oversee it, and also oversee the running of the dashboard um, lots of, of things for them to govern over. So if you think about the different stakeholders in the dashboard, consumers, the pension companies themselves, the government, technology companies like Orago, the single financial guidance body who's going to sponsor the dashboard, financial advisors, and, and so on and so forth. And the things they need to govern over, security, fairness, efficiency, and standards as well. So it's absolutely vital. I think it's also great that there was a reference there to state pension mm. being on the dashboard. It's actually unthinkable that a dashboard wouldn't have the state pension. We might not get a full valuation for day one. We might just get a link to the existing online valuation service, but that's fine as long as it's there eventually and soon. Um, I think the pension companies, consumers, should be really happy with that. 
And the DWP has said that multiple dashboards will improve choice for consumers existing alongside a non-commercial dashboard hosted by the single financial guidance body. So what are your thoughts on the advantages and potential disadvantages of multiple dashboards as opposed to a single regulated dashboard? Yeah, I'm actually a fan of multiple dashboards. I mean, it's clear that consumers in the UK are not saving enough for their retirement. I do worry that some people are sleepwalking into a retirement that they can't really afford or one that they wouldn't really want. So I think the dashboard is the best catalyst we've got for engaging people with their financial futures. And imagine a 30-year-old seeing their dashboard for the first time and not liking the answer, not liking the predicted income and retirement they're going to get and then doing something about it when they've got long enough. So my view is why hide that valuable information on a single dashboard? I actually though think it's quite pragmatic to start with a single dashboard. Let's get it right. We probably won't get this right first time. Let's do it on the single finance guidance body's website. I wouldn't want it to be too long before commercial dashboards are available and I want this information to be available to everybody as they go about their, their, their lives. And Garish, are you a fan of this idea of multiple dashboards? Absolutely. A single dashboard and consolidation of data is interesting conceptually, but the question is how do you take that data and translate that into useful, uh, actionable information for an individual member? Because we know pensions is complex and the data around pensions is complex. So just putting all of that information and data in one place isn't necessarily moving the member a lot forward from where they are currently. The question is, what do you do with it? Now, you could have a financial advisor advising the member, but we know from research that that's not the member's preferred choice. The member wants to have a conversation, wants to do some research around their financial arrangements before speaking to an advisor, if at all. Dashboards, multiple dashboards brings that to the table, brings education, brings uh, context. It can allow, dare I say, things like robo-advice, uh, uh, triaging of fact-find uh, software, educational content, videos, modelers. Uh, multiple dashboards can take that data and convert it in, in innovative ways uh, into interesting content for members to, to take action on. So definitely, with, with the right governance, uh, multiple dashboards will be very useful. And how long do you think it will be until we see a, a range of dashboards up and running? Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had the range of dashboards before the single dashboard. <laughs> because once we've got standards in place, uh, there are plenty of organizations within and without the industry who are really keen to leverage this, uh, uh, leverage the technology, explore and expand the market. Even organizations, you know, insurers, third party administrators are looking at dashboards, not necessarily merely to to to, to look at them as commercial opportunities. Uh, but third party administrators, for example, uh, would love to build dashboards just merely as a service for their membership to give their membership a broader view about what they have. And there are lots of people in uh, technology companies, for example, who are who are looking looking at this fintech companies. So 
I don't think there'll be a big jump from the single dashboard to the multiple dashboards. It's it's more about making sure there's a governance in place. Who are these people? How are we going to credit them? Uh, how do we ensure that this isn't an opportunity to open up the market for fraud or scams? But as long as we have the right governance uh, in place, uh, there will be plenty of people who want to get into this market. Anthony, what are your views on this? Yeah, I think that's right. I think over the next eight weeks, that's the kind of feedback that the DWP might get around wanting to get quickly to to commercial dashboards. Um, I just think we need to be pragmatic. I agree there's no technical reason why we can't go straight to commercial dashboards. It's the same architecture that would that would work. And it would work for a dashboard or a tool or a, a video, as you, as you talked about. And importantly, um, the way the architecture is going to work, there's no central database of, of pension values. It's open open standards using APIs for a search, and it can, it can send that data to wherever the governance chooses. My prediction, though, is that we can definitely launch a dashboard during 2019. Uh, I think we've just got enough time left <laughs> to do that. We can't afford to pause. Our pension finder service is, is ready, actually. So there's not that much more to do from an architecture point of view. It's probably more of the politics and the, the kind of project management and, and so on. But if it goes uh, as a way the DWP is recommend, recommended, I think single finance guidance body dashboard during 2019 and then commercial dashboards in the early to mid part of 2020. But actually, I think, like you, Gareth, I, I I, I can foresee uh, them both being at the same time, but let's just see what the consultation brings. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Girish. For more on the Pensions Dashboard project, please visit pensions-expert.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 